worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. To all who come to our happy place, welcome to the No Guilt Disney Podcast, where we have no guilt about our love for all things Disney. We are three Disney fangirls who probably know more about the Disney parks than most grown women should, and we're perfectly okay with that. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Hello, everyone. My name is Teresa, and you can find me on Twitter at Gertie the Dino and on Instagram at Accessible Influence. I'm Jane, and you can find me on Instagram at RealMouseWifeWDW. Hey, y'all. I'm Patty Holiday from NoGuiltDisney.com and No Guilt Travel, a travel agency that specializes in Disney and Universal vacations. You can find me on all socials at NoGuiltLife. And we are, we're going to talk about some Halloween because Jane was there today. This is uh, being recorded on the opening day of the 2020 Halloween season, and uh, we want all the details. But before we jump into that real quick, uh, there's been a little bit of of news and some things that we might want to touch upon that affect your Disney parks planning. Um, Teresa, you were just talking about, off mic, we were talking a little bit about Disneyland. What did you see or hear about the possibility of theme parks happening in Southern California someday in 2020. (laughs) So I think there's still, it's still pretty vague, um, but it seems like it sooner rather than later, we're going to start to hear more information about like from, from the governor of California about what the guidelines will be for theme parks to be able to reopen. Uh, It seems like they've basically hit, hit their next hurdle in terms of what they needed to to get through health-wise in order to reopen safely. And I saw that the the parks themselves, so Disneyland Universal Studios, are pushing for the governor to kind of give them more direction on what they need to do to reopen. So it, it seems like within the next week or two, we'll hopefully hear what, what Disneyland needs to do or maybe a timeline for when they might be able to reopen, which I know a lot of people for a lot of reasons are going to be very excited about. <laughs> yeah, I hope that I, I hope that they were able. I honestly had kind of written it off for this year, so I didn't expect uh, it to actually happen. Um, but it looks like maybe TBD. <laughs> we'll have to stay uh, tuned. We'll obviously you, share with you once we know more. Um, but keep you uh, posted on that one, yeah, because yes. we don't we don't have a lot of details there, but we'll see. Um, what else is going on with the Disney parks? Anything that we should, uh, we should mention. 
All right, so much. <laughs> I was going to say, I guess so. Uh, I do have one other thing to mention is um, additional. I mean, this, I, I guess I it probably doesn't even need to be mentioned, but it feels like every day we get another notification as travel agents about more um, suspension of Disney Cruise Line departures. Um so it looks like the current extension has been uh, set and it goes through all departures through at least December 6th. So maybe there won't be any cruises happening in 2020 uh, from this point going forward. Uh, I, I think it, I think the last sailing was in, in March and it's, that's just, that's tough. But uh, that's that's what we're looking at now is that this has been extended through then. So if you have a cruise booked, you should be getting notified or your travel agent will notify you and let you know what's up and what your options are here. And I think that makes a lot of sense just in terms of places that are able to reopen safely. I, I really think cruise lines have one of the, the hardest jobs in making that happen because it is such a, you know, it's a contained vessel. And most of what you're doing is going to be indoors. So I, it's going to be interesting to see once they feel like they can start to start sailing again, just how the day-to-day things are going to be changing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll be curious to see how this, uh, how this actually works. Um, so yeah, all right. So the big news is that Halloween is back. And Jane, you had a have a firsthand account for this. Uh, tell us what tell us what you saw. Um, well, yes, I did have a first uh, day experience because um, if any of you don't know or haven't listened either to the Fangirls episode or we dropped it over here a long time ago, I absolutely love Halloween. This is my favorite season. I. Can't wait every year for Mickey's Not So Scary. I always tell people when they say, you know, when should I come to Disney? I'm taking my family for the first time. I always tell people Halloween. Um, So I couldn't wait to go. And I was fortunate enough to be able to go midweek like this. I did not go until around 1230. And if you listen to any of our other um, park episodes, I always kind of say if you avoid rope drop, then um, it seems to be a little bit less crowded and you can kind of maintain the space right now. So I showed up at about 1230 and it was kind of easy peasy, like not a ton of people walking in was great. Um, And then my main focus today was... Uh, character cavalcades, which are the new versions of parades. And I wanted to try some food and kind of really just soak up the atmosphere. So um, if you're looking for someone to tell you how long wait times were, I am not your girl, Patty Holiday. <laughs> Girlfriend, yeah, you're failing me. You're failing me. I needed you to check that out. Because this this brings up something that you, you've already kind of touched on, but this does bring up what my biggest question and um, issue was, is we've seen over the course of the last, I don't know, two weeks or so, uh, those of us that pay attention to these things, you, both Universal and Walt Disney World seem to be pretty... Uh, 
I don't want to say packed because I'm not there. So it's just what I'm seeing in snapshots, you know, from social media. But at times I, I just like, oh, the pandemic's over because everybody's at Disney now. You know, it, it really looks like it's filling up, particularly on the weekends. And I know like uh, annual pass holders haven't been able to get uh, passes until like day of sometimes or uh, for, for a while for weekends. And so I was very curious, you know, to know what the crowd situation would be since this is the first day of Halloween and what that looked like. So I know you didn't go on any rides because I've also seen these inflated uh, ride weights in my app, but yet people there are claiming that they are exactly that, that they are inflated. So I find this fascinating and I was counting on you to at least ride something, but uh, thanks, Jane. Um, You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) I guess that means I'll have to come and ride them myself. I guess so. <laughs> uh, but I know you guys have seen that too, right? I'm not the only one that's that's seeing these pictures of everything looking like packed and full. Well, and it's interesting. And this has been, I guess, throughout the entire pandemic time at Disney. Uh, it sometimes seems like depending on even just the angle that you're looking at, it can seem more crowded than looking at a diff- slightly slightly different angle. Um, but Correct. mostly it has seemed like on weekends, especially the crowds have been higher. And it makes sense because people obviously are going to have more flexibility on a weekend to be able to go to a park or travel. Um, but I'm curious, like I said, if it's, if it's just because that's when people are going to the park more or if there's been any kind of capacity changes too. So here's um, crowd crowds was definitely a big focus of mine today. Um, as I start most of my big, exciting park days, I'm always on Instagram, Twitter, checking things out before I leave my house, also because I'm lazy, but that's another story. And I saw this morning a lot of posts before I had gone that were like, social distancing is gone. Look how crowded things are. Too many people. And And that's sort of like the message that they were like giving. And I was like, well, you know, as usual, I'll go and I'll check it out. And if I don't feel comfortable, I'll leave because I live here and I can't. And that's why purposely I skip rope drop because of crowds. And the other thing I do is, look, guys, we all want to be first we want to have a story story to tell. Like I purposely went on the first day, mostly for myself, I'll be honest, but um, partially so that we could record this podcast and kind of tell everybody the experience. But being that like very first person in there at 10 o'clock in the morning to see something is not really a big deal. Like you can be there at 10, you can be there at two and you can still tell the same story. And I know Disney fans, I am one, everybody who's listening, you are one. Like we all run in these same communities. Guys, we're going to consume all the Disney news, messages, whatever, all day long, all week long, every day. So like, it's okay to not be the very, very first person to get something out there. And so um, particularly if it's going to put you in like a uncomfortable position. Um, So that's why I kind of say that when I strolled in at 1230, there was no one there. I did say to Patty, I parked at TTC today, which was the first time that I've done that going to Magic Kingdom since it's opened um, back in July. 
and I was still in the second row <laughs> of Zerg, which is the first section of the parking lot. They're not even in the second and third section of the parking lot. So I think a lot of what's happening is, yes, Teresa, you said, like, did they increase some capacity? I do believe they they did. And uh, because you do see more people in the parks than we were seeing. But I think, like, we swung the pendulum from, like, before COVID, parks were always at, like, a seven or an eight. And we swung it down to, like, a negative one. And now they're at like a two and we're all like, what is happening? (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's true. That is, no, it's true. I mean, that, that's kind of, I think we all have like short uh, attention spans and we forget just um, how, how, how low the crowds have been since they reopened. So to, to hear you saying though, that it's more like at a two level, uh, I think is I think is acceptable and and is is still I can still conti- continue to think about that as you still have a lot of room to move and a lot of room to to distance yourself from people when you're in the parks at like a two level right yes getting more into the four five six seven levels is where I would just I would feel very differently about things but hearing you kind of equate it to a two. Um, thanks touring plans for having your like level your crowd levels for us. We're, we're stealing some of that. I I've kind of, uh, I, I appreciate that because that does make me feel I like a little bit, like I can visualize, I think a little bit more, uh, what that means. Yeah. And, and, you know, the biggest thing was the cavalcades. And if you're a listener who doesn't know what they are, there is no more parade. There's no full 25-minute parade like we're used to. It's an ongoing, um, roughly about every 20 minutes, you pretty much get like one float that comes through with, you know, some dancers, some characters, but it's every 20 minutes and it's all day long. And there's five or six different floats that come through. So you get multiple chances to see different characters. Well, when they come through, everyone kind of stops where they are because you want to see it. That's that's how you're getting your character experiences. I sat for all of them today because that was, that was all I wanted to do. I just, I want to see my happy little characters. And the first one, which was, let's say one o'clock, was kind of empty-ish. And then like another one came through and I was, I spent the first, I want to say two, two and a half hours just on Main Street and the Hub. And it really depended on the cavalcade and kind of just crowds flowing. But what you would get is people lined the street and they're, they're no longer six feet apart from the next party, mm-hmm. but they're also not two or three deep like we're normally used to. So if it makes you uncomfortable, you can move. And you're certainly not shoulder to shoulder. There's room in between you, but you're definitely not six feet apart. So, um, and you're there for however long it takes them to go by, which is, I don't know, three to five minutes. I mean, I don't think I had a video that was longer than two and a half minutes today. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's how long you're you're that close with someone. And again, it's not, if it's not for you, don't stop. You can keep moving and there's plenty of room for you to go and, and distance yourself. If you're okay and you want to see it, you can do it. So the options are there. It's not like 
remember when you used to try to leave the park and it was like parade time and it was you couldn't find a space to move to just get out mm-hmm. it's not like that at all that's and are good. the I have a question for the I guess two questions about the cavalcades um so are they the ones that go basically just kind of from Main Street to the hub and back or do they go through the whole parade route so they follow um with the exception of I believe one they all come from the they all follow the parade route from Frontierland up to Main Street with the exception of the um the Winnie the Pooh gang rides the trolley car and I believe they start I they're I only saw them once. I was coming out of the Emporium where I spent way too much money. And they are just adorable in their super cute Halloween costumes. And that was, so that was going to be my other question is, are they in there? Is everybody in their Halloween costumes for these? They are. They're in the cutest little costumes. And like Tigger has a little pail that has a tail on it. It's, it's adorable. Um, and they ride the trolley car. So I think, I believe that they start at the front of the park and only because I had seen some videos on Instagram, I believe that they start at the front of the park, ride up to the hub and then come back down. And that that makes sense for the trolley car. Yes. And so that's the only one. Um, But the other ones, they come right from Frontierland. They come all the way to the front of the park. And so I think that's good advice, too, for somebody, if you do want to see these characters, especially because the Halloween costumes are always so adorable, but you do feel a little anxious about maybe it's a little crowded if you're on the Main Street side. Even during the regular parade, you could usually find a spot, um, you know, either somewhere in Frontierland or in Liberty Square. There's usually areas you can go that it's just not quite as many people gathered together because it's not maybe not like the picturesque, you know, image that you would have of the parade going by, but it's still the same. You know, it's the same characters going by, just a slightly, slightly different location. Yeah. And I, I've watched ca- the cavalcades from Frontierland, from Liberty, Liberty Square on other days, not particularly today. Today, I spent my time, like I said, the hub and on Main Street. And the place that was the least crowded was the hub, <laughs> which is like, that's never the case. But yeah, it's it it's just you can see it from all over you can hear it and if you miss it the great part is if you miss it it's going to come back around not immediately um they alternate them so it's you know if you see one you may not see it again for another i don't know hour and a half or so but uh there's multiple chances to see them my only issue so when i was there in july i noticed this and this is uh somebody asked me the other day, they're like, I don't understand why we can't have fireworks and why we can't have parades. And I was like, I will tell you why we can't have nice things because this is what we do. And I'm even telling on myself because I did it and I had to pull myself back and say, whoa, 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 pandemic, let's remember not to get too close to people. So this is my question. Did you see a lot of, or it sounds like you did, where when the cavalcade starts coming down, this also happened, like I said, in July, we all just rushed over and, you know, wanted to see it. And my question is, or my, Josh, I know you're listening. So Josh, could you, could you, could you write into the podcast and just tell us like what, why you guys have made this decision? Why aren't there, remember when Shanghai opened and they like taped off boxes for people to stand in during the um, during the, like the castle show. Yes. During the castle show and during the other things. I really 
wish. And I know it takes a lot, A, a lot of manpower, but also B, it takes away some of the ambiance. Like I get that, but they've never been afraid to tape things off before. Like they used to tape off, you know, lines when for the walkways and, and whatnot. I really wish that they would tape off some viewing spots um, for the cavalcade for this exact reason, because I would get so tensed up. Um, first, I would run and I'd get into a spot and then other people would come and fill in around me and I'd be like, nope, nope, nope. And I'd have to move myself, even though I was there first. Um, but I get it because, you know, I was doing the same thing. I was excited and I wanted to come to it. And I just think it's almost like if you provide us and you tell us, here's a place for you to stand, stand in it, we'll do that. But if you leave us to our own devices as human beings, as Disney goers, as People who are used to being, you know, we were we were uh, conditioned to fill in all available space, right? Um, that's what we do, and I guess that's my only um, issue with like cavalcades or parades, you know, and and also why I don't want them to bring back fireworks. And I know everyone's like groaning and moaning and yelling at me for that, but um, it's just because it. it we're still in a pandemic, even if you're at Disney. And so even though I know you're making that choice to go, and I do think it can be done fairly safely, I do feel that that, that it can be if you take certain precautions and such going into this. However, that's one of the things that you have to be safe about is you still need that space around you. And I just wish I knew what the reasoning was, why they weren't, you know, I don't know, attempting, trying it? Because I don't think they ever even tried it. I never saw any reports of those kinds of markers uh, being put on the parade routes or on the cavalcade routes. Um, I could have missed it, but I don't know. My only thought is that, and just being with the difference between doing a stage show that might be 10 or 15 minutes versus, you know, Jane was saying that it's, you know, two to three minutes that the the cavalcades going by it could just be because the cast members would then have to try and spend you know more time getting people to be in the the correct spots versus the actual amount of time that the cavalcade was going by so it could just be a logistics it's it's more hassle than it's worth to do it that way um and yeah, just in terms of like in so. terms of people because if people see the boxes mm-hmm. there and then other people aren't doing it then they're going to get upset at them and at least if everybody's sort of rushing together and are okay with all rushing together at least that keeps you know it keeps the atmosphere a little nicer versus people getting upset at others and then cast members having to intervene for something that's a less than a three-minute experience yeah and honest- that's true and honestly we don't have um the cast out Like, we're used to having a lot of cast on a parade route. There isn't that that level of cast. You get, you know, maybe two people that come, um, that walk before the cavalcade, and they're probably, you know, they're not with the unit itself, but they're maybe, uh, you know, I'm really bad at distance, so don't quote me on this, but they're maybe 30 feet ahead, just letting people know you have to move to the sides and, like, they're coming through. But that's it. So it's not like when when we used to have, you know, cast that's on the parade route that would kind of hang out with you before it started. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. I guess I'll just sorry. Yeah, I'll just and you know, when I think, you know, I agree with you. Like, I think the more that they can do to space things out, I just think because just because of the logistics of it, I can understand 
if that's one of the reasons why they're they're not going to that extra effort to make marking spots on the parade route. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, it makes sense. It's just a short period of time. So, I mean, the other reason, and, and I mean, I'll be frank about it, um, there's probably more people than there are boxes. And so if you start to put the boxes there, that's going to be a glaring reality of how many people are there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, you know, and I don't necessarily know if that's something that they want to focus on. See, everything is in all ponies and rainbows over here at the No Guilt Disney podcast. We call it like we see it. <laughs> <laughs> true enough, true enough. All right. Uh, so you did cavalcades and you also tried some of the snacks. What did you try? Okay, guys. I was um, talking with Teresa prior to getting on this and I told her, today's the day that I discovered that I should not be a food critic. So, um, (laughs) you know, join me for my adventure in food today, but I highly recommend that you probably don't listen to me. (laughs) So they have a lot of cool, spooky treats. Um, A lot of them are really super sweet. I was by myself. I wish I had been with people because then I could try one bite and then give it away and then not feel a tremendous amount of guilt. Um, But instead, I was by myself. So I tried the Hades nachos at Pecos Bills. One, because I love nachos. And two, because they are buffalo chicken on them. And I love buffalo chicken. So much so that it's one of my food groups. If you make anything buffalo, I will eat it. One of your food groups. All right. This I did not know about you. So, Oh, my gosh, girl. Yes. Buffalo anything. Learning new things every day. (laughs) So they're good, um, but I would stick with regular nachos from Pecos. I ate mm, maybe four bites of it, and then I threw it out. (laughs) And I was like, "Mm." I was like, all right, I'll go get something else. Um, it's super spicy. It's very hot. But, but I'm actually just... surprised to hear that because I brought up the list of all the food just to see what's there. And it has fiery in quotation marks. And we know how Disney tends to be when it comes to spices. They kind of they tone everything down a little bit. So that surprises me that the the fiery in quotation marks, maybe that's how they indicate when something actually is spicy. They add quotations to it. <laughs> it was hot. It was definitely not mild. So if you are a buffalo eater, it's not mild. It is definitely hot. Um, I did ask for extra sour cream just so I could, you know, kind of temper the, the heat. I like heat. So it was fine. I just, I think part of it was also that I was hot because of the weather. So like, then I was just, sort of like meh like I don't really want this spicy thing at the same time like it's fine when I'm sitting in you know the ice box that is the place I live but it you know it's hot outside so anyway it's fine it wasn't bad I don't <laughs> but I won't be re- rushing back for that I will um when I go this weekend I will order the regular nachos that I get at Pecos Bills because they make me happy. So then I left and decided because we just did our um, overrated food episode. (laughs) And I said, okay, I'm going to get the, um, I believe it's the Headless Horseman Sunday or I think it's the Headless Horseman Sunday is what they call it. 
And I was like, I'm going to get this new Dole Whip flavor. I am pumped. It's strawberry in strawberry Fanta with, um, you get like a super cute, like curly straw that has a little headless horseman hanging off of it. It's really cute. That's adorable. I hated it. (laughs) Oh, you're killing me, man. You're killing me. Um, So I did find out that it is exactly the same thing as the Red's Revenge. So if it if you are a lover of the Red's Revenge, it's there. The only thing that makes it different is the Red's Revenge comes with a chocolate little pirate hat on it. And this one doesn't have that. Um, but it's strawberry flavored. And it just didn't. I love strawberry, which is weird. But it just didn't have. It didn't have enough strawberry. It tasted like. When you suck the syrup out of a strawberry margarita and all you're left with is ice. <laughs> That's what Wait. it tasted like. Ew. <laughs> Ew. So I took a picture of it because um, it's super cute. And I got my straw. I ate two bites of it and I threw it in the garbage. <laughs> okay, so I'm sensing a theme here. <laughs> yep. <laughs> After that, I was like, wow, I can't wait to go home and eat the regular foods that are in my fridge. (laughs) So um, I will go back and try a couple of more options this weekend. I I do want to try, I know the um, pumpkin spice uh, milkshake or they do the pumpkin spice sundae over in Tomorrowland. Everybody said that was great from last year. So I'd like to try that. Um, Teresa, I know you said you had tried. Yes, the so last year the not so poison apple cupcake. Uh, it was, I think it was a Mickey's not so scary uh, Halloween party special item last year. But it's it's the giant, um, this giant cupcake, and the cake part is really good. It's a spiced apple cake, um, and just the top of it, it's it's so much frosting. And you made the point you wish you'd had other people to eat the snacks with you. Um, so, you know, you didn't feel bad about throwing so much away. I think for a lot of these, you need to have other people just because it's, there's, it's so much food. Um, I remember when I ate this, like I had to scrape most of the frosting off of the top because you again, you mentioned things are just really sweet. Um, then yeah. overall this cupcake, it's, it's too sweet overall and it's too big for one person, but the cake part of it is great. That part I can recommend. <laughs> I saw someone carrying it and it's definitely bigger than I expected. Cause like it's when I saw bigger it in the pictures, than the normal Disney cupcakes for sure. But yeah. And when I saw it in the pictures, I kept thinking it was like a mini cupcake. Nope. I, I don't know why, <laughs> but it's, it's not. It's, it's ginormous. <laughs> and then there is, they do have the Mickey cinnamon roll at the bakery or Starbucks. And I have had that before, and it's out of this world. Um, But I was trying to try new things because I I was doing it for all of you guys. Really, this is, you know, just me being a giver. (laughs) So I skipped the thing that I loved. Um, But, yeah, I love that cinnamon roll. I saw that. That's great. They have that. I will definitely go back and get that another time. But um, the other two are just okay. Hmm. Hmm. All right. Well, thanks for trying. (laughs) Can we also also talk about, I told you both of you this. I was looking through the list of food because even when I'm at Disney, 
I, I like to be up to date with the food that's there and the snacks so I can just think about them. Um, and as I was scrolling through this list, I saw one and it's just, I, I'm so disturbed by this and I don't know why you would, why anybody would do this. And I know I'm going to be, I'm going to be on my lonesome, but the poor unfortunate souls float, which looks adorable. And it has like a little, little crown for Ursula on it and it's pink and black. It looks really cute. When I read the description, um, so the dark part of it is because it's got black raspberry syrup, but its base is a cream cheese soft serve. And I'm just, I'm just, I don't know. This makes me so upset. <laughs> like, I feel personally attacked by this cream cheese soft serve. It sounds delicious. No, I can't wait why, to try it. Why does everybody have to ruin delightful things with cheese? Like, I don't just, why? Why? You're fired. You're fired. I don't understand. I don't understand. How You're right. I don't understand people this. Don't like cheese. I mean, that's it's for wild. another episode. That's that's a whole other thing. But like I said, I I'm sure there's an audience for it because it sounds like it's both of you. But I I just I cannot wrap my head around cream cheese soft serve. Like it's good they brought this out for Halloween because it's just horrifying to me. <laughs> have you tried um have you tried cream cheese before yes and i, I okay well i just didn't know if like i've used you're just it, assuming cheese equals cheese no equals i've because i it's bake, obviously different i bake a lot so i've i've made things for other people that include cream cheese so i'm like i'm very familiar with the smell of it which i don't love um and i've had like i've had cream cheese frosting on things and if it's like super 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 sugary I can deal with it, but it's not, it's nothing I would like ever voluntarily put in or on something. Well, as the food critic of the three of us, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say that cream cheese frosting could also be a food group. <laughs> yes, because I'm going to, I'm going to have to agree with you that. Yes, I'm going to have to agree with you on that. And I used to think I hated cream cheese. I it the, the name the name cream cheese like the like it was just awful until I actually had it. Oh my god, I think cream I was, cheese is so good. <laughs> it's so delicious. I think I was I don't know fifteen maybe the first time I I went ahead and tried cream cheese. It just wasn't something I had in my house growing up. So I was at a friend's house and they had bagels and cream cheese, and it was I yes at like fifteen was my first bagel and cream cheese experience, and I was I've been in love ever since. The creamiest, the cheesiest. It tastes so good. It's everything I love in a flavor. So when I saw a cream cheese soft serve, my eyes lit up and I thought that is worth a trip to Disney World for. So I booked one. Um, <laughs> I did not book it just for the cream cheese, but I did. Um, so, I she am, <laughs> so she says. No, I, am, I know, I you know the real reason. Next- Patty, because we know the real Jane. reason you booked it. Jane Jane influenced me. It's her fault. Um, I thought it was going to be because of some musical performers that are going to be coming back in a couple days. It's 100% because of the musical performers. <laughs> My dapper dance. I know. I'm not <laughs> And I cannot tell you how many um, screenshots and uh, like tags that I got over that. And I was like, yes, I am so thrilled and so pumped um, that we're going to be there. I mean, honestly, look, I know this is Halloween light and I know there's a lot of negatives uh, to considering that. However, the fact that 
the Dapper Dents are going to be back in the park in some capacity has me just over the moon excited and thrilled. And secondly, well, secondly, cream cheese <laughs> soft serve, as we've already discussed. And thirdly, I get to wear a costume and I don't have to pay the extra added upcharge to wear a costume. And I don't have to run like five miles to, <laughs> to wear a costume. I don't know. This this actually might be the best Walt Disney World Halloween ever for one Patty holiday. Um, so I'm I'm excited. I am. I, I kind of booked a last minute trip. I'm going to head out there um, Monday. I'll be out there until Wednesday. And uh, yeah, I'm going to try to also do a little bit better job than Jane when it comes to trying things because she kind of disappointed me there. And I also need to know about these wait times um, during this time period to kind of give you an idea of what it says versus what it really is. So be sure to join our Facebook group if you haven't already, because I will go and do some lives and give you guys some like immediate feedback as to what's happening uh, there. And so that'll be next week. Yay. So one of the things I did, you kind of um, briefly touched on it. We like to call this Halloween light. And when I left, I kind of took in the fact that it's very different than what we're used to for Halloween. And I think it sort of sets the precedent for what we're going to see for Christmas. And I know a lot of people have a lot of questions with Christmas and Disney announced um, some new ways that they're going to celebrate Christmas this year because it's not going to be the way we're used to having Christmas. So um, here's what I can tell you. Things that we're missing that are normally there. There are no scarecrows when you first come in and usually where the flagpole is, it's always like scarecrows and stalks and all kinds of autumn They're not there. Um, there are pumpkins that usually line the stores on Main Street and light up at night and they're beautiful and they all tell a story and they match the stores. Those aren't there. Um, pretty much what we have in terms of decor is the um, Main Street wreaths. So you get the autumn wreaths with the Mickey pumpkins in the middle. That's it. So it is very light. You still get the feel of Halloween. It definitely feels like fall, but it's not the overwhelming decorations everywhere that we usually see. I'm thinking they might do a little bit more for Christmas, but uh, I want people to understand that they are definitely cutting back on those kinds of things. So um, that's what I saw in terms of decorations that I was like, oh, a cool thing they did was that all of the cast members that work on Main Street in the stores were all in the not-so-scary Halloween party costumes. So you got the candy costumes, you know, the striped ones that they always wear. And for someone who goes to those parties every year just seeing that made me happy I was like oh my god they brought these costumes back so um you know there's little things that they've done to make it great but it's definitely Halloween light so I said what, uh, what percentage would you say um when talking about that I'd say we're at like a 20 percent on Halloween guys so usually we're at a hundred this is like a 20%. <laughs> ouch. It, it, it is a little bit of an ouch. So, um, you know, honestly, I, I will take whatever Halloween I can get. And 
I, you know, the big joke is I have a cold, dead heart. But like the second I saw that Mickey wreath, I started crying today. I was so happy to see that Mickey wreath. So, you know, I will, again, I will take whatever I can get in terms of Halloween, but it's just not the full package. You do get in the cavalcades, because I didn't mention it before, the cavalcades they have are the Fab Five, although I don't think Goofy was there, but the, you know, Mickey, Minnie, Donald, Daisy, Pluto, that's on one float and it's boo to you and they are in costume. Um, there is a Nightmare Before Christmas float that comes through doing this as Halloween. That is on, as they call it, select days, but they don't tell you what days they are. There is a villains cavalcade that comes through and does basically the villains portion of the Boo to You parade. Um, that is also on select days. There's the Pooh uh, the Winnie the Pooh group on the trolley that comes by. And then the last one that they do is the regular princess float. So it's not Halloween. It's just the regular princess cavalcade that comes through. Merida rides the horse and all the princesses are on it. So if you're a person that doesn't love Halloween and you just want to see your princesses, they do come through anyway. Or if you want to just walk away because you don't want to see the princesses, noted <laughs> correct there's nothing special about it <laughs> okay all right good to know good to know for that are they still using that giant um silver parade float that has been around for like 25 years you mean the float that won't die <laughs> the float that won't die is that the one that they're using for it that yes they are <laughs> <laughs> I just with I don't it just makes me so happy the fact that that float it comes back like every grade it keeps coming back I'm not mad about it at one point in time I really didn't like it but now it's it's grown to the point I just appreciate that it's still there and it just it makes me laugh every time I see it because like you said it will not die it's it's going yes. to outlast all of us I was watching oh, mercy. the nightmare before Christmas uh, float when it comes through um, because again, I'm a Halloween nerd. I was like, oh, that's actually the float from the Haunted Mansion section of the Boutique Parade, but they've repurposed it into Nightmare Before Christmas. And I was like, Disney does a great job of repurposing things all the time. <laughs> Everything. They're like, we can reuse this somehow. We can reuse this somehow. <laughs> and that mirrored princess float is a perfect example. So there were no um, grave diggers, no uh, shovels, no dancing ghosts, none of that, right? There are grave digger dancers that are part of, uh, they were part of Boo to You, uh, but it's not the group of them. It's not, it's only like one random grave digger dancer. There's no uh, ballroom dancer girls. But again, I don't know if maybe they're on another day. There are no shovels. There's no, the music comes on. And I was like, okay, this is when you would drag that across and create your sparks and keep moving. And mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. it's not. There's gotcha. actually, um, there's some pirates, some pirates, some haunted mansion dancers, some of the, uh, the country dancer is part of that unit. They're all kind of like together. So it's weird because normally they would keep those stories separate, but now they put the stories together. So 
It's fun. Um, just uh, one last thing about the cavalcades. When they finish on Main Street, if you hang out there for five minutes or so, the characters go to the top of the train station. Oh, that's a good tip. Yeah. Yeah. So I actually waited and I got to see all of Mickey, Minnie, Donald, Daisy, Pluto, and then all the dancers went up to the top of um, the train station and they were waving. And at the same time, the band was coming through. So they were all dancing to the band. It was just a really cute, like, super cool Main Street experience, except they were in costume. (laughs) When it sounds like that's another good way to to see them quickly. Again, if you don't want to stand and wait in the crowds right along Main Street, you can, you know, if you if you kind of hear the music going, wait a little bit, and then you can walk towards the front of the park and still see them up above the train station. Yes. And Patty, you, you did mention um, wearing a costume next week. Um, I will say. Yes, I have to. I need to. This is my favorite part of all of this. Yeah, and and I'll say, so that was the other thing. I was like, I wonder how many people are going to come in costume. There were people in full-on costume. There was an amazing Ursula with an amazing uh, Cruella, like full costume, full makeup, everything. There was a Snow White who was adorable. And so if you're wanting to come in costume and you think you're going to be alone, you're not. Is it as many as we would normally see at Not So Scary? Absolutely not. But uh, you will not feel out of place if you're in costume. I'll be in costume on Saturday. That's awesome. Well, we can't wait to see them. And we will definitely be looking for those pictures. So add them to the Facebook group, Jane. I will. All right. All right. All right. So that's Halloween light for now. Um, We will, of course, be back next week with more uh, fun stuff. I think we have some games and stuff that we're going to go over. We do. So um, if you want to talk about Halloween or uh, if you'd like to discuss cheese, then please join us in our Facebook group, which is No Guilt Disney on Facebook. Or if you want to give us some feedback or tell us a fun story, send us an email at noguiltdisneypod at gmail.com. And make sure you keep joining us each week on the No Guilt Disney podcast and do not tag me in any of those cheese-related posts. And you know, Patty (laughs) loves to say, It's no fun to fangirl cheese and Disney alone. Bye, y'all.